on maynard.com.au. AU! Stand up and be counted or lie down and go... It's Bunga Bunga 65! 65 Bunga Bungas! In a row, I mean... But 65, that's the sound of Tim Ferguson. And that is the sound of Maynard. Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome our host for tonight, Mr. Barry Crocker. Bunga bunga or bunga out of town. Yeah, well, that's true. You can bunga, but just do it in private. <laughs> We've got this on the show. Needle noddle dicky die dog. Tim, what do you want to highlight this time around? I don't think anybody wants to hear this. Say you're in love, in love with this guy. Uh, fantastic. The voice of truth comes across your podcasting buds. You bet it does, and it tastes good. Bunga Bunga News. Tim, what's news in the world of Tim? Bunga Bunga wants to thank all of our American listeners who have somehow infected the United Kingdom where Bunga Bunga now has what could only be called a very concerning number of people who follow the podcast. That's our biggest Bunga news. How about you, Maynard? Are we getting more appeal from the uh, north or the south? Uh, what about Wales and Scotland? Any reports from there? Nobody ever talks to Scotland. They just go there during festival time. But I think we do have a lot of people in Edinburgh and Glasgow and also a little town called Maleg, which is from a pirate who lost his leg. <laughs> I'm going now. They talk about the coastal elite in the US and in Australia. If you live in Liverpool, could you be considered the coastal elite in the UK? Only if you agree that you have as much credibility as someone from Liverpool in Sydney. Well, that's a highly credible place. It's a highly credible place. Well, certainly it's very believable. Tim, you and all the members of the Doug Anthony All-Stars are running an international scam on Facebook. Yes, it was an international scam Scammer. called the Das Comedians Writing Competition where we were going to give you $1,000. That's right. $1,000. Let's hear the music. That's right, $1,000. And all you had to give us was all of your credit card details, how to get into your account, how to get out of it. What could go wrong? Hey, hey! Wait till you get a load of this. If you've sent money to that competition, obviously you just want to give money away to people you don't know. Although I did see Paul McDermott walking around town with a new jumper on the other day. Yeah, and only a jumper. That's how he chooses to spend his money. Really, if, if that had been available, you guys would have pulled that one long before now. We did have a campaign which ABC Legal did have a big question mark over, the Send $5 <laughs> campaign. We just said, send $5, send $5, and we would have subliminal messages saying send $5, but it didn't say what for or who <laughs> to. And that's how ABC Legal said, Oh, well, okay, I guess that's right. That's okay because you're not actually saying where the money should go. No, not at all. We're just saying send $5. You just know that some unit manager at the ABC or someone in HR who's on their way home to pick up their kid at 1 o'clock in the afternoon and finish for the day, send $5. How innovative. Oh, we got over 5,000 people sending $5 <laughs> notes to us, Oops. Uh, which then became a problem because we had to send them back. Yeah, ABC legal department is where lawyers go not to die because they don't have the guts to die, but just to wait for death. They're just people 
who got a lawyer's degree and just didn't know what to do with it. Poor darlings. You've been painting up a storm here. You've been doing commissions for people. I dropped a few things off at the post office for you just yesterday. There was someone's cat you'd painted for them. And what was the other one? Birds. Birds of Australia and New Zealand. And I've got to say, it drove me nuts because I'm not actually a bird watcher. So I had to just go from memory as to what a magpie looks like. You only drew five, but is that all we've got in Australia and New Zealand? There's the kookaburra, the crow, that's it. Yeah, pretty well that's it. And the rest were obscure animals from a place called New Zealand, which are only obscure because, hey, it's New Zealand. Did you draw the sooty oyster bird? I did, and I think it came across very well. There's also the world's largest waddling budgie called a gocker, I think it's called. It walks, it's flightless, but it looks like a really big foot-long budgie. And look, I was in your place the other day and your art is on a shower curtain in your house. It looks fantastic. There's a cat repeatedly drawn on a shower curtain. It goes on and on and on. Yes, the art is everywhere. If you want to buy my art and have it on things, you can just go to Redbubble. It's on T-shirts and shower curtains. And it's also on a person walking around I've tattooed. They don't know, so don't tell them. I would highly recommend the shower curtain. It's a bespoke shower curtain. There's not something you hear in the same sentence very often. What's the address for them to find your art online there? Redbubble.com and just type in Tim Ferguson. A whole bunch of stuff will turn up. I've got a shower curtain that's got all record designs on them and that was from Redbubble a couple of years ago and it's still going fine. It's not like these little paper bag ones you buy at Woolworths. Everybody deserves a decent shower curtain and take it with you when you move. Try having a shower in the nude. Shout out to our mate Lance Leopard. Lance Leopard, been feeling slightly poorly lately, so if you're a friend of Lance, drop him a line. Bit difficult as he's not on social media, which is pretty clever for someone who makes their career on gossip. These trousers are like sailor pants. I got them at Chinatown. They look comfy. They're elasticised around the top and they have a belt loop. We are Lance's biggest fans, Lance Leopard, because I'm six foot three. Hi, Lance! So if you're asked to leave, will you make a scene? If I'm asked to make a scene, I'll leave. Lance Leopard, what a legend. I'll be taking my live show to Adelaide. That's right, Adelaide. Adelaide's in a place called South Australia, which is in Australia, but you just go away from the places that are interesting. You end up in beautiful Adelaide, the world's largest city of Adelaide. Um, and it's going to be a motivation show, Maynard. You've been looking at all these motivational videos by all the greats and you've decanted down what you need to know. Is that what you've been doing? Well, that's right. The trouble is, dear listener, if you've read more than one motivation book, you have discovered the problem with motivation is that it doesn't last long and it's always asking too much of you. I've developed a brand new motivation system, which is called Motivation for Idiots. It's the one step Ferguson motivation plan. It's a one step. It's just one thing you have to do to stay motivated and everything else is just a way to sell books. It's going on in March, and I think it dips into April. Good on Adelaide for giving it a go. People are sort of getting over COVID, and people will be having vaccines, I assume. And the people who aren't having vaccines, we can probably do without anyway. I'll be doing some presentations at the Newcastle Fringe Festival. There's a few shows at Lazotte's in Newcastle. There's a great burlesque show, the Wild West burlesque show going on there. I'm just going to pop out and go... Having a great time? Come to the bathroom back in 20 minutes, everybody. That'll be me. I'll be doing that. And I'll be 
playing the last night, which is the Sunday of the Fringe Festival, between 6 and 8, because they don't like people playing music after 8 o'clock in Newcastle anymore. And it's where they tried the lockouts first, and it made Newcastle the cultural hub it is today, let me tell you, Tim. And that'll be on the Sunday at the railway station. Wild West Burlesque. Yep. That sounds fantastic. I will definitely be there. <laughs> That's the Newcastle Fringe Festival at Lazotte's. Look it up, Newcastle Fringe Festival. Have a look. There's a whole stack of stuff. Get out there and do kind of coy, ooh, ooh, ooh kind of stripping as opposed to, you know, strippers who are usually just desperate law students. I sense a bit of jealousy there. Tim, is that because your burlesque career did not go as you had planned? I started my burlesque <laughs> career and people thought it was a joke. Well, there were a lot of people laughing. They were laughing and laughing and I was in this big champagne glass with my feet hanging over the edge and it was supposed to be sexy and not funny because sexy and funny don't go together, I was told. Well, you'll just have to find that yourself. Go looking for that in the Bunga Bunga Dark Web. Shout out to The Coldest 100. So The Coldest 100, what's that about? Well, that's songs about Australia or by Australians that are pretty... Is there anything by Denise Drysdale? There is more than one song by Denise Drysdale. Particularly when she was on Countdown in 1975, she sings up a storm in this little number. Love Denise Drysdale. She's just a legend. So, of course, she's going to be in a 100. Because our man Barry Crocker. I just wish I could say something nice about Maynard, but I can't. It's Barry Crocker. I don't know if you. I'll go away and think for another couple of years, okay? Adelaide is a lady. Adelaide, you're a lady. Adelaide, you're a queen. Prettiest of all the cities. There's no need to do a punchline, is there? (laughs) Well, also, it's not true. In Australia, we had a bit of a choice with the whole COVID thing. Do you self-isolate for 14 days or do you just go to visit Port Pirie? You'll learn. You'll see. Port Pirie. Yeah, Adelaide is a lady. Look, I've been to Adelaide several times and it has no ladylike qualities. That's the emergency alarm just gone off there. Oh, that's right, Tim. It's time for your address to the people of Melbourne. What do you got to say, Tim? Northgate, you were given a free reign and look what happened. Look what happened, Northcote, land of the Melbourne hipsters. If you're living in a city you've never heard of Northcote, um, if ever you go to Melbourne, say, driver, take me to Northcote and you'll be given coffee and quinoa by people whose facial hair is grown on purpose. Northcote, there's no point in telling you to hang your heads in shame because that's already the way you do it. It's why your posture is just so terrible. Northcote is where COVID began. Really? Forget Wuhan. COVID began in Northcote because of someone was experimenting with coffee and bats. And that's what happens. Truth from the mouth of Tim Ferguson. And I've thought about that seriously for over two and a half seconds. 
All Victorians thank you. <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> right now, it's time to open the Bunga Bunga Crank Mail. Crank Mail, Crank Mail, Crank Mail. Hang on, Tim. There seems to be some sort of pissing going on there. <laughs> it's... Well, what is it, Tim? I, I'm really puzzled. It's a noise I can't transcribe that noise to anything in reality. It's Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury, star of Murder, She Wrote. Murder, She Wrote. You know, sometimes you just got to take a break. Miss Bedknobs and Broomsticks herself. And once you've finished with the Bedknobs, gotten rid of the Broomsticks and you've solved a couple of murders, you have to take a twinkle. Once again, Angela Lansbury. How'd you like to spoon with me? I like what she's putting down. And our first piece of crank mail is from Dame Lush. Dame Lush writes... Can COVID-19 be spread through farts? And should we be advocating the use of butt plugs? Tim. Definitely. It's a very good question and a very good solution. And read the butt plug issue. And I am speaking to the medical correspondent for Bunga Bunga, Tim Ferguson. Go for it. And that will keep your emissions largely COVID-free. Crank mail. Sky asks, how should you celebrate good news from your doctor? When your doctor tells you that she stopped the Dalek invasion, that would be good news. That would be very good news. The doctor might tell you that the Crows have a chance this year in the finals. That's good news. And the next incarnation, uh, the doctor will be a cat. That's good news as well. And also perhaps the good news can be, I know I diagnosed you as having a deadly illness, but I'm a homeopath. Here is my friend who's a chiropractor. There you go. And uh, how should you celebrate any of that good news, Tim? Oh, by getting drunk and doing something dangerous. Your last line should always be, I regret nothing, and make it a question mark as you plummet. Crank mail. Here's Belinda Downs. After seeing the photo of you on the Bunga Bunga Facebook page, Belinda Downs wants to know, Tim Ferguson, are you going goth? Oh, yeah, because I grew my hair long, or it grew itself long. Yes, I am, because goths, Used to be popular, they used to be likeable, but now they're just people who have a lot of Anne Rice novels on their shelves, unread and unloved, and somebody's got to bring back the goth. The people who paint their face white. When you go to a country town and you're staying overnight, just ask people, where do the goths drink? And you'll find it's the best bar with the best music. And where's been the most unusual place you would never have expected there to be a goth bar that you guys found one? Oh, Wagga Wagga. Wagga Wagga has its own goth culture. It wasn't Choices Nightclub, was it? This one was called No Choices because <laughs> no one else will let you in. But it was full of goths and they're all playing those classic goth tracks like this one. Oh, bit of shriek back there. And, of course, the other one is a goth classic as well. Of course, there's that very unlikely goth track. At the Cobra, Cobra Cabana, the hottest spot north of Havana. At the Cobra. Yeah, never really took off with them, really. Never really took off. So, Belinda, there you are. Tim is not going goth, but he does look like he might be at any moment. Is there any other subculture you'd like to explore, Tim? I would like to explore a bit of Hillsong. Yeah. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. 
Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend of Jesus. I think joining a bit of Hillsong would be great because, like, I have to get around in a wheelchair. So Hang on. They'll always put you down the front that way. That's This is just you, your way of getting to the front of the line. Getting down the front with people praying for me the whole time when really it's not going to be fixed. It's MS. It's not going anywhere. Would you do that thing where you pretend to sit up and then fall down? So everyone's going, hello. Oh, <coughs> quick, quick, get the broom. So long as there's money in it, I will sit up. Do the Peter Pan thing with you where you fly around the room. Oh, yeah. I went to church once and this lady said, can I bless your leg? Just the one? Yeah. And it was like, sure. <laughs> and she did all this. hubbity dibbity gubbity speaking in Latin or Italian, much the same thing. And lo and behold, she finished. That was great. <laughs> no change. And why would you want to change? Once you're sitting in a wheelchair, you're quite comfortable. People push you around and you get Christians coming up and blessing you and praying for you before they go to sleep. Crank mail. Last bit of crank mail here from Mark Dawson. If Tim Ferguson was leading an invasion of Parliament House in Canberra, what would he have done differently to the people who invaded the Capitol in Washington, D.C.? All right, folks, here we go. Well, dress like bananas in pyjamas, then you've got happy faces. You're not just a dickhead with cow horns. Uh, it's like people go, oh, look, it's the bananas, and they're strangling police. Oh, but that guy did have the Jamiroquai look right down from the 90s. Oh, yeah. I probably would have gone with the rather than a Jamiroquai look, maybe an adamant look. Stand and deliver! With scarves around the waist as a belt. Or dressed like Adventure Island. I mean, I know we're going back a long time. Oh, ho, 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 it's far away we go to a land that's far across the sea. Hey, 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 for a little while we'll stay and be home. But the characters in Adventure Island all had great costumes. I could see you as Clowny. Hello, Clown. Clown, what are they all doing? Oh, I can't tell you, otherwise you might find out. Oh. I'm going now. Clowny played by John Michael Housen. There was Dolly, and then there was the girl who played the girl, and Festa Fumble, and Miser Meanie. There were so many great characters. You never can tell with the people from Diddly Dum Diddly. They're rather peculiar, to say the least, aren't they? That is, all except Lisa, of course. You invade the home of democracy in those costumes and America will sit up and watch. Hello. Time's been tough. 2020 was difficult. You never know when you had to make a break for it without warning. So you need a bug-out bag, as Tim will tell you. What's in my nuts? Bug-out bag. Thank you, Tim Ferguson, in the booth. Well, I've got two things now. Why are you in the booth? You had one made. Well, I, I like being in a booth. People can't get to me. 
the first thing that's in the bugger out bag was sent to us by one of our Patreons. And by the way, you can become a Patreon and become one of these special people. And let's face it, the Patreons are the only listeners that count, aren't they, Tim? They are. It's patreon.com slash Baynard. Join up there. Look, even a dollar or two a month, and then you get access to all this other stuff that we put up there. We put videos up there. Whenever I do a DJ set, it's normally up there first. But Pete Young has been a supporter for quite some time in Orange. In Orange? Orange is still there? Still there. Yeah, you want to become a Patreon. Everybody who is a Patreon gets all this other stuff, and also you get to support Bunga Bunga. He sent me a brand-new copy of the new brand-new book by Bananarama. Yep, Sarah and Karen, our story, really saying something. Look at that front cover there. Man, what fantastic musicians. And size 14 font. And really thick margins, too. There aren't many words in this book, I think, is the trick. They've got a lot of nice things to say about Stockdale Mortimer and some, well, mixed things to say about uh, Siobhan, the one that left first and went off to marry Dave Stewart. Well, you know, it was Bananarama. Of course there was going to be conflict that they could never let Go. And please, if you can, have a chat to someone, including myself, about what Bananarama got up to at the Mad Club on a Monday night when they came to Sydney in 1989, I think it was. I was DJing. I didn't see most of it, but have a chat to Tony Push or some of the other people that were there that night. Wally behind the bar. It was a very interesting evening. Tim Ritchie even saw some interesting stuff going on. I had a romantic interlude with one of the members of Bananarama. Uh, The embarrassing thing is... I don't remember it, and (laughs) neither does she. Because I was looking in the index and your name didn't come up at all, Tim Ferguson. There's no mention of it. It's quite annoying because I would like to know which one it was. I just know she was in Bananarama. I just didn't care that much. There's that in my bug out bag. Also in my bug out bag, just briefly, and I know this is a purely visual thing, but I will make the noise that this is making. It's a plastic skippy plate from 1969, I think. Wow. Because it's plastic, you can throw it across the room (laughs) and it never breaks. That's also in the bug out bag, so I'm sneaking out the window with the Bananarama (laughs) autobiography, a skippy plate, and this three-CD set right back where we started from. Pop, female and soul in 70s Britain. A lot of it is what you would call northern soul, but a lot of it's great pop you never heard. And I've put this on and I have not heard. Blonde on Blonde doing a whole lot of love. It's not quite disco. Also in this Eartha kit doing Hurdy Gurdy Man. Maynard, I'd like to spend the rest of my life with you. Three CD set. It's on Cherry Red Records from the UK, so it's a little bit of an import there, but Margie Miller's version of Fever. Now I know how much I love you. Now I know how much I care. When you put your heart around 
Smooth Swan's version of Tainted Love, well worth it. So I'd be listening to that as I went out the window with the Skippy Plate and the Bananarama autobiography. I am such a cad. That will do, Maynard. That is well worth waiting for. You've got the bug out wheelchair. Your self-contained escape unit anytime you like. So long as it's downhill, I'm gone. Tim's Historical Hypothetical, where we put Tim Ferguson into a place in history and say, So, what would you have done, smartass? Tim, the date, the 28th of December, 1973. That's a very, very big date. That's like 24 hours. The place, low Earth orbit. I love that place. We're going to take you to Skylab 4, Tim, for this historical event. On 28th of December, 1973, the workers at Skylab 4 had a punishing work schedule and the mission commander, Jerry Carr, complained to ground control that... We would never work 16 hours a day for 84 days straight on the ground. Why should we do it here in space? Pilot William Pogue said they wanted to have more time for contemplating the universe and studying the stars and ourselves. Carr eventually sent a message to ground control stating, we need more time to rest, we need a schedule that's not so busy, and turned off their radio and spent the day relaxing, doing personal projects and uh, doing things at their own pace. And after 24 hours of having the radio off, the controllers agreed at NASA a compromise which made the workload and mood of the next six weeks they were there much more pleasant. So, the first strike in space on the 28th of December 1973 at Skylab 4. Tim, what would you have done if you were either the crew or the ground control in this situation? you got to smash the union. you got to do a Margaret Thatcher and say, oh, you don't want to work 16 hours for sewing shirts. Well, that's just tough. The reason why we sent you up with sewing machines and a bunch of cotton was not to then just sit around staring at the earth as it passes by. <laughs> Get to work, people. They were up there making all these handkerchief hemlines, were they? They were. They were making easy things, handkerchief hemlines, doilies. You know, they tried to send back a tablecloth, for God's sake, guys. Now, I'm a union man. I believe in unions, but I think on this one occasion, you'd have to smash the union and say, get back to your sewing, you wankers. Why do you think those netball uniforms are so cheap? Tim Ferguson, union busting in space on Skylab 4 and somehow making it worse. Hang on, late-breaking news. We've just seen a photo of Richard Saunders smoking a cigar. And it looks fantastic. Smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette. Puff, 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 and if you smoke yourself to death. It looks like something from the end of Boston Legal. Great show. Denny Crane, Denny Crane show. Time now for Tim's right of reply. He's been watching, waiting, and he's got something to tell you whether you ask him or not. Don't expect too much. So you don't like Donald Trump? I've been listening and reading a lot from the people on the right, the alt-right, because whether we like it or not, three times as many people who live in Australia voted for Trump in the recent election. Sure, they were outnumbered by the people who voted for Biden, 
But not all of them are stupid. Not all of them can be racist. Not all of them are greedy. Not all of them are white. Too many assumptions are made about the people who like Donald Trump by people who don't actually know anything about those people. The thing is, if you want to stop Trumpism, you have to know what it is and who it is. Because as Sun Tzu said, you know, you have to know your enemy. If you want to defeat an enemy, you have to know them, which means you've got to start reading The Spectator. You've got to start reading The Australian. You've got to start watching Channel 9. You have to embrace, for a short time only, engagement with the conservative media so we actually know what they're doing. You've got to start watching Sky News instead of blocking your ears and saying, no, 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 I can only read The Guardian. Because if you only read The Guardian, you're like someone who only watches the ABC. You are of limited knowledge and therefore incapable of firstly seeing the alt-right coming and secondly dealing with it effectively particularly if you want to change their minds. But I can hear people at home going, oh, at watching Alan Jones, watching Credlin, watching that, that other guy that no one they never remember. Oh, you just have to watch with a smile on your face. You can talk through those shows, pointing out the inconsistencies, but these are not stupid people. Jones is many things, but he's not an idiot. What do you make of it? Well, I haven't seen it. Let me just say something I haven't said before, but I'm going to say it now. This relates back to 1947. Is it best to use that phone number, is it? you got an answer to that, you're smarter than I am. Peter Credlin is many things, but she ain't dumb. It's worth having a look and seeing what their ideas are, why they believe them so passionately, so that you can start to deal with the problem. Otherwise, you're just in Northcote reading The Guardian, which makes you very uninteresting. Wow! Tim Ferguson's right of reply to a question nobody asked. If you're going to be left, you have to look right. And if you don't look both ways, you'll get run over. You will be run over. And Tim Ferguson's right of reply to a question nobody asked. Don't expect too much. That's the end of Bunga Bunga 65. You can keep in contact obsessively with Tim through cheekymonkeycomedy.com where you can keep up with my gigs. I will even tell you how to be funnier and not just look funnier because, let's face it, you are looking fairly humorous. Get yourself a Tim Ferguson shower curtain. Get yourself a commission of anything you like. Send him a photo going, hey, Tim, draw this one. He will do that for you. And if you're in Banana Rama and you know who seduced me that night, please let let me know because it's been driving mad because it was quite dark. You sure it wasn't some other fruit. Let's go out with something from that great CD I mentioned earlier, right back where we started from. I bet you haven't heard this before, but you'll want to hear this again. Let's dance, Tim. We're dancing, we're dancing. Now I know how much I love you. Now I know how much I care. When you put your Bunga bunga. When you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. Fever in the morning, and fever all through the night. Now I 
Bunga Bunga. I started my burlesque career and people thought it was a joke. Boom! On Maynard.com.au. AU! Bryson and Hume. Everything digital.